From Anthony Carey to Nick Marsh to all other things Michigan State recruiting, we have the Locked on Recruiting expert, Brian Smith. And no, it's not just going to be recruiting. We're going to talk Michigan State coaching candidates as well. Let's go. You are Locked on Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners. Hey, this recruiting episode of Locked on Spartans is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs every day. Hey, new potential hires can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions. You got that right. They apply. You guys already know who this is. It's Brian Smith, friend of the podcast. He's been on a handful of times, and boy, this is uh, quite the – entertaining landscape for Michigan State in the world of recruiting, so who better to talk to? But before we get into the nitty-gritty here, Brian, down in the Sunshine State, how you doing so far, my man? You enjoying this college football season? Um, for the most part, it, it's, okay. it is wacky, though. The last couple you think? weeks, yeah. by college football standards, <laughs> right. some of these finishes and the Miami, oh boy. <sighs> I, I'll leave that out because I got to deal with that on the daily. Uh, sure. One of my, you know, but never seen anything quite like it brother what was that insane season i think it was 2007 where everything yes. was just so wacky tacky and so in by like week three i forgot who it was i wish i remembered who it was but pretty big voice on twitter said like this season has the makeup for a 2007 yes. season and they have been proven right with every single week so far so it's been well for the national champion has two losses no kidding I'm, right yeah i mean yeah. i don't know if we'll ever see that again that season was just garbage. Anything that could go wrong, yeah. or at least at the top, it was fun for us. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, sure yeah. Head, but head coaches, probably not so much. No, so. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, Brian, let's get into it. Recruiting. Uh, we haven't talked about it in a hot second here, and it is an interesting spot for us Michigan State fans to be in in the world of recruiting. Right now, I, there haven't been too many decommits right now which is interesting. So I don't know if that's like a call before the storm sort of thing, or Hey, if guys are just really still locked into Michigan state, we can get into all that in a little bit. Let's talk specific guys though, because Hey, speaking of sunshine state, Anthony Scudicari commit for the Michigan state class, four-star running back as many Spartans know. Yeah. A little conversation with him not too long ago. And I truly don't know what this conversation was about. So I'm about to find out with the rest of you watchers and listeners right now. So Brian, good news. Maybe, maybe (laughs) (laughs) we'll see. Um, I've known Anthony for about three years and I went to his game on Friday and by the way, he balled out. His team was up 30 yeah. to nothing and a half, but, uh, it was interesting because I expected him to say, Hey, they're out. Okay. You know, I mean, that's, that was my expectation, but yeah. when I talked to him and you know, this is face to face, Michigan state is still a very viable candidate and considering the landscape, shall we say in East Lansing at the moment, I think Michigan State fans should be happy about that because this is a kid that can come in and play. Number yeah. one, right. and two, it's a kid. His options are broad. Uh, he's a national top two hundred kid by Rivals.com, et cetera, et cetera. He's got thirty plus offers. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Michigan State, Southern Cal, Texas A and M. Those are three of them, and those are the ones that he mentioned to me again, face to face. He doesn't have dates for anything. He's he's like a little overwhelmed by what's going on up there. Which sure, I mean, he's human. Yeah, but right. I mean, he was point blank as I say, you know, what schools you looking at? I just left it open ended, and he blurted out Michigan State is one of the three. 
So I think at this point, I mean, that's about as good as it gets. And again, this is the kind of guy that come in and play at a big time school anywhere. Yeah. So Michigan State would be very fortunate to get him. But the most important thing is I think he's going to visit again or do so. They're in the mix. Of course, the big thing that we'll talk about at the end, who's the head coach? That will have a lot to do with it. And it's it's rough for the Michigan State administration because you've got to make the right hires, which is slow. Sure. But recruiting does not work at slow. That it's it's the conundrum that I don't know if you can fix, but at least they're in the mix with him. And that's a great sign because if you can be in on a kid that's his phone is probably ready to blow up. Can you imagine? You know, there's no, only a few I can't imagine. Backs. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, there's probably not five running backs in the country getting more texts than him right now because he's one of the, I, I know he's technically committed, but I don't consider any Michigan State kid technically committed right now. It's just I think that's fair. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I, maybe I'm a jerk for saying that, but if I was a parent of one of these kids, I'd be like, look, we're taking phone calls. You know, that's, that's how I would look at it. But uh, as a backdrop, Anthony is a very mature kid, looks mm-hmm. at things at a much broader perspective than most. He goes to a great high school. It's 27 K a year to go there. So yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Whatever. That's not in my price range. Heavens. But it, <laughs> how are we doing? But anyway, it's, it's one of those deals where he's looking at them. He's going to give him a chance. And I'm sure he's just kind of waiting on who's next. How's it work? And just like the rest of us, yeah. you know, I'm not even a Michigan state fan, but I'm like, this is fascinating. This oh, is, sure. I have no idea. How do you, how do you navigate this? That's, that's where I'm at. Even outside the world of recruiting, this is a conversation I had with a few friends the other day, but like even with all the Mel Tucker stuff, yeah, 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 coaching search, I'm like, if I wasn't a Michigan State fan, like if I wasn't such a diehard fan and just was so passionate about this, this would be the most entertaining storylines to just follow That's from the outside man. looking in. Unfortunately, we're in the thick of it here and kind of losing sleep on it, but hey, that's college football, isn't it? Um from one instant impact guy, Anthony Scudicari, to another, a man by the name of Nick Marsh. Not too long ago, he visited Colorado. He wanted to see what prime time was all about over there. And after his visit, he said that he's still you know, committed to Michigan State. He still wants to see who on the staff sticks around, which fair. Now, that's going to be interesting. Is he talking about the offensive coordinator, Jay Johnson, or does he gravitate more towards just the receivers coach and Courtney Hawkins, who I, like many State fans, Want to see carry over to the next staff, but anything you can get out of Nick Marsh here, where do you see that all going? Or is it just the fact of the matter is like every kid right now is a soft, soft, soft commit to Michigan State until they're not? I think two parts. Number one, your, your last point right there is true to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but that he publicly commented that he's still interested in state. He still considers himself a commitment. Surprised me. Okay. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm not just a recruiting nut. This is what I live. This is what yeah, I breathe. Right. <laughs> and like, I expected him to be decommitted. One of the very first for two reasons. Number one, he can go wherever the hell he wants. Right. And number two, it's gotta be frustrating for a guy that went back and forth, picks Michigan state after a lengthy battle over Penn state. And then right after yeah. Mel Tucker's situation, that's gotta be frustrating. So for yeah. him to still make that, I guess you could say positive comment about his recruitment in regards to the Spartans. Okay. Now I'm, I'm, you know, I look at it differently. I, I'd have been probably decommitted. I would have been mad as all get out, but your point coaching staff is not going like they, they're still trying. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a very difficult time on the field and it's, I'm sure there are Spartans that aren't bought in right now. They're ready to get the heck out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. I get it, but the staff hasn't bought into that and they're trying to keep their jobs and, and or get up that part of that's recruiting. 
they have to be doing a pretty good job on that staff because I've been around. I'm not going to go into specifics, but a few situations where they blew up, maybe not quite like this one, but and I had to cover it from a daily perspective. Almost every time the kids stopped getting phone calls because the coaches are like, oh, hell, I'm out of here anyway. Gotcha. Okay. So that's great news for Michigan State. And that also tells me that any, I'm not going to say anybody specific, there's multiple people on that staff that are getting after Nick, that are getting after Anthony mm-hmm. and across the board, or else they'd be gone. They'd already yeah. say, I'm not considered. Like when I talked to Anthony the other night, that would have been like, yeah, bro, I'm done. He would have just, like Anthony and I have pretty blunt conversations. Okay. He'd have told me. So the state staff is doing the right things or else he gone. Same thing with Nick. So that's a good sign overall. Because those are arguably their two best recruits. You could at least make that discussion point. For them to be where they are right now, that's a good sign for the Spartans. This conversation is going markedly better than what I thought (laughs) was going to happen. So this is great. When you first messaged with me about doing this, I was thinking, I wonder how this is going to go. But then I talked to to Anthony, and and then I got the news about Nick. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> he won't have to drink as much on, on, on Monday night. That's <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us just thriving and surviving over here. Uh, I want to get more into recruiting. Obviously I just got like some broad, maybe stupid questions on the other side of here, but uh, Brian, I'm so sorry. I got to send you to the bench really quick because I got to talk about a new partner to locked on. It is prize picks. That is right. We're talking the best daily fantasy sports out there. Gang. It is sensational to play. It livens up every single MLB playoff game, NFL game, pretty soon NBA games, NHL, and with prize picks, you can combine a lot of sports onto one single card. It is a hoot and a half right here. Prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. It's so simple. Just pick two or more players, pick more or less of their projected stats, place your entry, watch the game, have some fun, sweat it out, and then just reap in the rewards. And one of my favorite parts about prize picks is their quick withdrawals, okay? You're not going to sit around for days at a time wondering when, hey, when is Mr. Price Picks going to send that money to my account? No. With Price Picks, the easy gameplay, enormous selection of players, you win, you get the money straight to you on their number one daily fantasy sports app. For Thursday Night Football, liven it up Sunday, Monday night. And again, just like I said, mix and combine all sorts of sports. What are you waiting for, gang? Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college, all one word, locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. It's fantasy sports made easy with price picks. Also, Hey, if you're in Piscataway, New Jersey, by any chance this week, go ahead and get yourself some tickets on the Game Time app or the next time the Spartans come back home to East Lansing against those pesky Wolverines at 730. It was officially announced. Get your tickets on the Game Time app. This is an app we've been talking up and down about this college football season, but it goes far beyond football. You could use it for theatrical performances, concerts, anything that has a ticket go ahead and get it on the Game Time app. It is super easy to use. Just two taps, and the tickets are sent directly to your phone. You're not going to rummage through your email when there's no service, and you're kind of panicking, wondering, oh, my God, where are my tickets? No. Game Time just makes it super-duper easy. And 
Best of all, their flash deals or last-minute deals. They will hook you up with the best prices out there. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College. All one word: Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And let's get Brian Smith off the bench here to talk some more Michigan State football recruiting. So, Brian, from a broad sense here. Since this whole hoopla saga, whatever you want to call it, with the Mel Tucker, Brendan Tracy thing, only two decommits. It has been Reggie Powers, four-star safety out of Ohio, and then Cameron Campbell, a guy down in your neck of the woods in Florida. Should I be happy right now that it's only been two guys, or is this like a time to caution us, like, hey, this is kind of the calm before the storm here. Don't really get too hung up on the other 11, 12 guys in the class right now. Like, how, basically, just tell me how I should feel right now on October 9th after all this has been going on. I would be pretty happy. So, I mean, this first off, again, and, and I'm not trying to like toot my own horn. This is what I do. Yeah. This is unprecedented for how it happened. Yeah. Coaching fires go on every year in the season because pe- people want to get a head start on the next guy. I get mm-hmm. it. They didn't want to fire it. You know, this is this is an awkward situation and yeah. how it happened and how public it is, blah, blah, blah. For them to be sitting with just a couple of guys outside the norm, bro, y'all way ahead of the curve because I had a private, I'll just say it here. You, people mm-hmm. can take this however they like. I had a conversation with somebody else in the industry and in recruiting recently. I'm like, this could be the worst recruiting class in Michigan State's the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could set the program back. And I was just waiting when this, like right before Mel got canned, I'm like, it's going to happen. It'll, you know, take its course. We could see six, eight, 10 D commits. Yeah. And then we haven't. I, I don't know how to grade that other than, again, to go back to what I said in the previous segment, the assistants are doing what they should be doing. And that's a good job leading up to their commitments. And they've done a good job building that, or we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. That's one. And then two, Hats off just to Michigan State as an institution. Yeah. Because a lot of the kids they're recruiting aren't like from the greater Detroit area. They're right. recruiting Florida, Maryland, Penn State's areas, out of East, beating all over the place. And they're getting players. So it's harder to keep those kids committed because they're not like the local guy. They got some, but I mean, it's it's all over the map. That's impressive because I, I really thought this was going to be a mass exodus. And that could lead into this next question. And th- this could be a really dumb question. It cannot be. I'll let you and the listeners be the judge of this. But I- I'm-, I'm seeing it on Twitter like, hey, I'm visiting East Lansing, or hey, Michigan State threw me an offer. Like, thanks for the offer. And like, me as a fan, as we're kind of like in limbo between head coaches right now, I don't mean to sound like an MSU Scrooge, but I'm sitting here like, what's, what's the point? What's the point of all this? Like, it's going to be a new staff by and large. I got a hard time believing that it's going to be Harlan Barnett, the same coordinators, a lot of the same position coaches moving forward. So, I, like, I get you can't just, like, press pause, but, like, I, how how should we even follow recruiting, like, when a kid visits campus or something like that? Like, I, I just don't know, like, how legitimate this could possibly be, or I don't know. I'm so lost, Brian. Guide me. <laughs> That question I could turn into a three-hour answer. Okay, great. It's, right. <laughs> it's, we don't have quite that much time, right. but I'll break it down into these segments. Number one, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that at least one or two, and I don't know their staff great like you do. I mean, I know you know it in and out. Mm-hmm. There's somebody at the top, AD, president, combination, board of trustees, that have already told, 
coaches A, B, and C, you're going to stay. We're going to make uh -huh. that part of it. That because otherwise, why would you be going after kids in addition to? Right, right. It would make that, that's sense. what hangs me up. Right, yeah. Two, that also tells me that when those conversations took place between admin coaching staff, how again, I don't know which person or persons it is, they're on board with it. Just because you're told, hey, you've got a spider doesn't mean they're going to take it. Yeah. That's very good. And then finally, credit to them, man. They're like, screw you guys. We're going to represent state. We're going to go after it. And everybody's probably like, what's going on? We're just going to move forward. So when the next candidate is hired, and again, we'll get into that here in the third segment. Yeah. At least we're started. And they're having those conversations in private with these recruits. Look, I'm going to be here. This is what we're doing. And this is how we're going to roll. I know that's the three hour conversation in 30 seconds, but it's yeah. pretty, I mean, that's a lot of political jargon behind the scenes and contracts. And yeah. because if they're doing that without any notice at all, that they're going to be in East Lansing, that would be kind of weird. I would you think know? so. Right. Right. That's how I view it. And usually you got to have the guy that you're going to keep when there's a coaching change. Again, I've got some experience with that. Knew a few coach through that stuff is really hard. I mean, because yeah. I guarantee you over half the staff is like, so, uh, you know, we coached together five years ago. You think you got that stuff's going on right now. hundred mm -hmm. percent. The coaching fraternity is a small group and it recruiting like the whole nine. Like when I'm on the sidelines, like the other night when I was at Scooter's game, Clemson was there, Florida was there, et cetera, gotcha. because the kids at that school that are, you know, they were recruiting, et cetera. I mean, and I'm sure they're looking at him going, hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's part of the deal. So you got to be on it, and you got to go full full board. You never know when those kids are going to get offers from additional schools too, right. or they just go all in. It's it's a lot of moving parts, man. So good for Michigan State to keep moving forward because what well, what else are you going to do? But sometimes schools screw it up, man, and it makes it worse. Gotcha. What it already is. Could you imagine that? Because I mean, it could, as sad as it is, right now it could be worse with the Mel Tucker thing. They've done a pretty good yeah. job considering. And I know the product on the field and all like the Washington game, et cetera. I mean, you knew there was going to be some missteps on the gridiron because you're not going to keep all the players bought in. You're not. A lot of them are teenagers, et cetera. Good luck with that. Yeah. Coaching staff and the administration being locked in together, much more important. Do you want to switch it over to the coaching here, or is there anything about recruiting that you want to get off your chest here before I cut it to a small break here? Uh, I have one. I have okay. one more thing that I, that I want to, and I don't know how y'all digest your recruiting news for state, for Michigan, Ohio, the Big Ten collectively. Pay yeah. attention to what Michigan State has if they're doing it at all. I, I haven't in terms of unofficial visits, uh, any recruiting news, current and especially future classes. Because those underclassmen are looking through recruiting is yeah, exponentially right. went up to scale like a when kids commit. It's really important for the class of 25. I have no idea how that's going to go. And look, you know, the Michigan game or any other game, you know, all that stuff matters. Just kind of pay attention because that shows again how dialed in is our staff on working their hinds end off to at least try. I know that, I mean, there's no positive way to spin what's going on, and they know that. But if they're yeah. not getting anybody on the sidelines, <laughs> that, that's another sign, too. So you yeah. got to look at it from both perspectives. 
no doubt. And you know what? We're going to kick off the coaching conversation with a candidate that I think, look, I'm fired up about this Urban Meyer thing, but I think is a little more legitimate than Urban Meyer coming to East Lansing. And we're going to, you know, ask it in a recruiting way here in a hot second. But first, Brian, I got to say goodbye to you really quick. I'm very sorry because I got to talk to people's ears off about Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical. They want to send you the Jace case. Now, what on earth am I talking about when I say the Jace case? It is five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians. And hey, it's doctor created, doctor recommended. Do not get caught unprepared. This is the... Really, the biggest point why I have a Jace case in my house is just for emergency situations. Or it doesn't have to be in the house. Throw it in your car, your RV, your boat. Or if you're going to travel abroad, go ahead, throw that in your luggage because you don't want to be in the middle of, of nowhere where there's no language that you and the doctor can understand together and just you're trying to navigate those waters. No, just have the Jace case on you. Again, five life-saving antibiotics. They are going to take care of you when you need it the most. And they're also going to take care of your wallet as well. Get $20 off of these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code LOCKEDON, all one word, at checkout at jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. Again, promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, for $20 off at jacemedical.com. Let's get Brian Smith back on to the show here. One name that I would like to start this conversation with is a man by the name of Mr. Huff. That's right down at Marshall. Charles Huff, head coach down there. And one thing that he's lauded for is his recruiting. Back when he was at Alabama, strong recruiter. Back when he was at Penn State, strong recruiter. Got Miles Sanders, really helped out with the Saquon Barkley recruitment as well. It's great. This man can get players on the campuses. But my recruiting question is, is it possible to separate, okay, how good was he at recruiting personally versus was he just recruiting to big-name brands? Like, okay, big whoop, Penn State got good recruits. Oh, wow, that's crazy. He brought good recruits to Alabama. No one's ever done that before. Is there a way to separate that and, like, really truly find out how good of a recruiter he could be for Michigan State? Should he be the guy that's hired on here? I don't know if Charles is the right guy, but he's a good coach. I'll get into mm -hmm. that in a second. As a coach that was an assistant, I mean, if you're under Saban, you're, it's a good sign, by the way. Okay. But he was known as a recruiter, and he was at Mississippi State first. You know, like Nick doesn't just, uh, you know, let's just take this guy over yeah. here. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? And when he was at Penn State, they got Barkley, and he coached him through his tenure. Like, he's he's done it. And everybody wanted Barkley. It yeah. wasn't like he was some right. two-star that blew up. He was a dude out of high school. And they got – they beat them. So he had the, you know, the Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan kind of battles. He won a lot of those. That's a good sign. Same thing in Alabama. They were beating kids in the state of Louisiana against LSU and stuff when he was. There. So I'm not worried about the brand. It helps, but that's just to get in the ballpark because Alabama still loses more recruiting battles than they win. I mean, that's just the, sure. that's the bottom line. And they were getting kids out of people's backyards with him as a lead recruiter. So that's not a problem. Okay. He can do that. And again, when you attach your name directly to a top five pick in the NFL draft, not bad. I can assure you that helps. And he can do it yeah. with multiple guys because he was at Bama. He can do it, with, you know, Penn State with Barkley. It's a, he will not have a hard time. And the fact that, and I know West Virginia is probably considered more East, but it's connected to Ohio. It's just a part, bigger part of the Midwest than anything else 
with their culture. He wouldn't have a hard time transitioning. And the, the bonus if Michigan State went that direction and they agreed to a contract, he's recruited down south. Mm-hmm. He's recruited in the east. He's recruited in the Midwest. It's all the same stuff that Michigan State already does. So he has the contacts that's so important. Yeah. With the high school coaches all over these regions, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan State has to recruit nationally to make up for missing. I mean, they're going to lose, honestly, over half their battles against Michigan in the state. They oh, are. yeah. Right. They'll, they'll lose seven out of 10, I would say, give or take. So they got to go get kids elsewhere. He's already familiar with those places. You know, he'll yeah. get a kid out of Jersey, he'll get a kid out of Kentucky, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to be a big deal if he's the guy. That'd be a really strong candidate to, to look at for the Spartans. And another strong candidate, this guy's high on my board. It's high on a lot of Michigan State fans' board. Before we were recording, Brian, you mentioned that you were in the same building as one Mike Elko. You were fancying yourself to a nice Duke versus Notre Dame game. Now, when you saw Mike Elko on the sidelines, was he wearing a green Spartan hat? Or, like, well, is, is that a legitimate candidate? I guess I'll just ask seriously. Like, do, do you can you see him in East Lansing, or is his roots pretty firmly planted down there at Duke? If he's at Duke, even next year, I would be surprised. Okay, That would be my guess. And I'm not picking on Duke, but I, I was messaging with somebody about it. My buddy, sick, couldn't go, that covers Notre Dame. So he asked me and I went up to the game and I'm talking to him. But he's like, what's the atmosphere like? And I said, it's Duke. It's like I've been to SEC games, Big Ten games, Michigan State. Games, <laughs> yeah. And it's it's just like, except for the students, it's a lot of people that's a wine and cheese factory. Okay, sure. it's just, yeah. it's Duke. You know, that's, it's not Cameron Indoor Stadium, folks. But anyway, they did a nice job, but they can't get the players. They're not going to, like, they got a senior-led team, and they got lucky to get Riley Leonard, who decided to go football late. He was a basketball yeah. recruit. Everything fell in line. They will, even with Elko, who's a hell of a coach, they're not going to be real good real long. I'm sorry. Gotcha. You know, that Florida job may come open. That would be interesting. And then, yeah. Yeah, that, that would be hard to turn down. Uh, but he's got roots in the like he's coached at Notre Dame, he's coached at AM, he's been all over. The Notre Dame when the game, that game like they should have won. They 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 screwed it up at the end, obviously. But that showed me he could be a big time head coach, and he's always been a great recruiter. Mm-hmm. So Michigan State, like they prided themselves historically on defense. That's a good fit. Does he want to take on the uh, the I don't even know what it, it's gonna be pro- I don't know how they're gonna be viewed. It's basically self-probation with what's going on. I don't sure. know if there's any NCA stuff with that. I don't know. But that's a very unusual so. take. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. But like that, I mean, the fit is there. So would you rather and they got they've got an easier time getting recruits than do, and I'm being very kind. It's just hard to get kids into Duke. It of just course. Is. Yeah. So Michigan State would be a pretty interesting job for him because he would you would think he would have a pretty big leash because the roster next year is going to turn over. You could have Paul Bear Bryant in his prime (laughs) coach at Michigan State next year. It's probably not going to be great. It's probably not. But after that, after a year, I think Elko could build something. And I don't think he'll be there much longer regardless, but him against Harbaugh would be a blast. Sure. I mean, that would be. Oh, yeah. Why not? (laughs) I think I don't think Harbaugh will be there more than a year or two more in Ann Arbor. I think he's ready to go back to the NFL. But that would be fun for me because I'm a Midwest guy. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, And before I ask you the big urban question, because I'm going to talk MSU coaching candidates without mentioning Urban Meyer's name. No, you're out of your mind. Is there any other coaching candidate that you just want to throw on the wall and and see if it sticks amongst Michigan State fans here? Well, you and I talked off air about Jonathan Smith and I. Yeah. 
I have the utmost respect for him. And for those of you who don't know, he's the head coach at Oregon State. He was a player at Oregon State. Um, the 2000 team that was so good won the Fiesta Bowl over Notre Dame, uh, smoked him 41 to nine or something like that. Wow. He was the quarterback. That would, to me, be the other outside the box candidate. Now he's not, a, he's a West Coast guy. But let's be honest, and I'm not picking on the on the Beavs here. You know, let's go Beavs chant is pretty fun, but yeah, they don't have a conference moving forward. And it's a problem. To recruit. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. iffy. I'm not saying he wants to stab his alma mater in the back, but I understand. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's going to get offers from other places. The only thing that I think state would probably really be competing with if they went that direction is this three letter acronym. You've heard of it. NFL. What? National oh, football I, I, I watched a little bit of that over the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Okay, yeah. Yeah, cool it's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's hard to compete with that if that's what he yeah. wants. And he's a pro-style offense guy, so he fits it. But he also kind of fits what Michigan State has done traditionally because he is a downhill, let's get after it, running game guy with play action. That sounds like Michigan State to me. Mm-hmm. So the fit would be there, and he's just a hell of a coach. So if you can win at Oregon State, brother, you can win about anywhere. And Oregon State's legit top 20. Yeah. Oh, legit. yeah. They're fun to watch. I, I, I yeah, yeah, fancy myself a, a Beavers game every now and then. Brian, uh, thanks a lot for your time, all your insight, all your knowledge. Before letting you go, though, it's Urban Meyer time. And not just him. We're going to pull in another name here that's a big name that kind of made some circulation amongst Michigan State circles here. We'll see how serious it is. More likely to be the head coach in East Lansing next fall, Urban Meyer. Or Marcus Freeman, the head coach of Notre Dame, who, if you had to pick one, more likely to be here in East Lansing? I would say Marcus Freeman, and that's still at 0%. Okay, good. Um, okay, that's a high percentage. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> There's just no – you're not leaving Notre Dame for Michigan State. It's just I, not. I, I, who, by the way, is there a source for this? Because I need to send a hitman that direction. I think the source is just vibes. I think it's just, hey, let's just throw a name on the wall and see – how the people are going to react to it. And boy, did some people react to it uh, once Marcus Freeman was thrown out there. So, yeah, yeah. I know, I don't know Marcus. He walked by me the other day and he was pretty ticked about what happened at the Duke game, but they won, but it's probably not as mad as it was after that Louisville game. But um, yeah, Urban, I knew really well back in the day and he he made it clear like what his goals were before he ever became a head coach. He wanted Ohio State, the Michigan or Notre Dame job. Those are the three. I didn't hear Michigan State in that, you know, and he's coached at Ohio State. He's been an assistant at Notre Dame. He hates Michigan, but he respects it. He never brought up Michigan State. He's going to take a job where the recruiting is just easy. The only one I could see him coming back to, because the guy will probably retire soon, is at North Carolina, Mac Brown. That's a sweeping giant. I could see that. I mean, that's an easy job. Urban would slay it. The Florida not a thing, return, not not a return to Florida. <laughs> I, I don't think that'll. Ha- I mean, it could. Shelly would be happy. His wife. She, oh, she's sure. A, she's yeah. my son girl. There. She she likes to go tan and hang out at the beach. So she'd probably be all about that. But that's the only other possibility. Maybe you better figure that out. By the way, pretty soon because that could get really warm down there in uh, Gainesville for other reasons than the sun. But yeah, Urban's not going to Michigan State, man. Look. He wants the easy road recruiting-wise. I've mean, had that conversation with him numerous times. Michigan State, not hard, hard, but it's – which one's easier, Michigan State or North Carolina? Michigan State or Florida? I mean, these are not competitive 
conversation. It's just not. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's not happening, brother. So it's Urban Meyer to Notre Dame to push Marcus Freeman out. And then Marcus Freeman, who's on the side of 127 up here in the Lansing area, he gets picked up by Alan Haller. And he's so that's how it all works out here. Okay, wow. Glad we figured out that roadmap, Brian. Well, thanks a lot for entertaining that conversation. Appreciate it. You heard it, you heard it here first, folks. That's right. Marcus Freeman heading to you Lansing next fall. And Urban Meyer down at South Bend. We just broke news for two fan bases on this show. Wow. Look at us just being productive here in minute number 31 of a conversation here. But Brian. Always great chatting with you, man. I know the listeners love it. The viewers love it. Uh, so really, really do appreciate you, man. And uh, looking forward to our next chat already. Hopefully it's still like s- somewhat stable here in East Lansing. Because just like we said earlier, it's it, it could be a lot worse. So oh, we'll it take could it. be. It <laughs> we'll take be. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gang. Until next time, though. Hey, we will be back tomorrow. Chase Glasser. You guys know who he is of Spartans Illustrated. We're going to talk the X's and O's and, hey, how on earth this team can beat Rutgers on the road this upcoming Saturday. But until then, treat yourself. Love you all. Go Green.